welcome in. You found us. We're happy you decided to spend a little bit of your day with us today. Ollie? Scott? We did it. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. It's been a long time coming for me and what, about two weeks coming for you? Well, you know, I mean, I, I've had the idea for a while to do a podcast, but that was about it. Right. Yeah. Like I had the idea. I had the idea, titles, topics, uh, probably since COVID when I first decided I was going to do it, started thinking about it. And uh, I don't know. How did we get to this point? Um, what was, was it? it like like two weeks ago? You You mentioned it. I was like, yeah, sure. I want to do that. I've even got names. And just, well, yeah. uh, I pulled up my list of names and it was like 70 different names I had thought of, like whatever for the name of our show. And then you pulled up yours. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I totally have quite a few names and I had one. And it must have been really terrible because I can't even think of what the name was. It's still in my phone and I'm not going to share it, but it was probably boring because that's kind of my life, right? True story. True that's story. Well, according boring. to you, my yeah. life, according to me, is great. Yeah, um, way boring. Yeah, so we'll talk more about that. But here we are, Pritches Get Stitches. And uh, we'll discuss how we came up with that name. And, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. But first, first question, question, I always have to know, uh, what are you drinking today? Uh, today, I have my Belgian cookie Nespresso uh, latte. So my hot coffee. I have, no, um, I have no idea what you were just saying, by the way. No uh, come on, man. I mean, it's not even that snobby compared to what I used to order when I used to go to, a, you know, the different coffee shops. But I mean, you've had coffee before, so it's just some sort. It's like a coffee. Uh, um, nope. Never had coffee. Never what? drank coffee in my life. Never, ever. Not a sip. Not even, not a sip, not a taste, not a, not a, you know, dip my tongue in, nothing. Hmm. You like the, you like the smell of it? It's okay. Like, I don't mind going into Starbucks and, you know, I've done plenty of meetings in Starbucks, so I don't mind sitting in there. It's fine. What do you get when you go to Starbucks and if you don't get a coffee? Do you get anything or are you just going in like, hey, here we are? Uh, I don't know how to order at Starbucks. So I think the first time you, uh, <laughs> You say, I actually remember you sending me or we were together something at Starbucks and you're like, I'll take a venti frappa laka laka maca or whatever the heck you said. And yeah. I had no idea what that was. So venti I will say, small? no, venti is the big one. So I used to get a quad tall sugar-free vanilla breve latte. So that is the smallest cup with five shots of espresso, sugar-free vanilla syrup and half and half. So that was my everyday and sometimes twice a day drink from so, Starbucks when I used to go. Say the name of that again. So it's a quad tall. I'm sorry. It's not five shots. It's four because it's a quad tall sugar-free vanilla breve latte twice a day. That would cost me like, I don't know, eight or nine dollars. So how would they know like half and half? Is that one of those names? Because you're like quad tall, breve. tall means small. Right. So breve means half and half. So when I would say breve, then they would know half and half. And then of course, sugar-free vanilla. And then you have a latte, which is more milk and less foam. If I were to order a cappuccino, that'd be less milk and more foam. So um, yeah, just depends on what you're going to order. But I would order, um, usually I wouldn't even order. I just get like a bottle of water or sometimes there's some apple juice drink that they have. I don't, wow. I don't, I don't even know. Speaking of apple juice. So I'm drinking today. Um, Water, lemon juice, 
apple cider vinegar and cinnamon. That's oh why? That's why my, would you do that? That's my daily drink. For, I I don't even like I don't even know how to respond to that because apple cider vinegar, like mom used to drink that. Maybe she knew something. Ooh, that She's is seven. not good. And uh it is it's not very delicious. delicious. Oh, oh I do I do have a little bit of stevia in there to sweeten it up. I tried it without stevia one time because I was out and it was terrible. That that sounds terrible. Like it sounds, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like the hokey pokey stuff that your wife makes me drink. Like if I'm feeling sick, she's like, here's some onion water. I and you know, care, I think carrot water is uh, horrible, but we horrible, drink it sometimes. It tastes like carrots. You love carrots. So it's all good. Ugh. You know, it's funny. I love onions. I hate carrots. So all I can taste when I drink the onion carrot water is the carrot and you're opposite, right? And, like and you the, like carrots and hate onions. So you only taste the onion. Yeah. So this is, you know, this, the premise of our show, everything like how polar opposite you and I are not just, not just in life, but in, in all sorts of things. Like everything. my favorite vegetable growing up was carrots and you hate them. Ah, uh, I, I, when you told me your favorite vegetable was carrots, I did not believe you because that's nobody's favorite vegetable. Uh, me and my kids. Ugh, so gross. I, it's like you're chewing and there's almost no, it's like celery. There's no flavor. It's just, I don't know. I just can't do it. Ugh, not so, so you're, you're, you got the coffee. I got the apple cider vinegar, lemon juice, cinnamon concoction going on. I, you know, I, I, I'm always, you know, I'm Facebook's always sending me videos to, to watch and, and uh, some dude just said, hey, drink this every day and it's good for your gut and uh, help you lose weight. And, you know, I'm walking around here with a dad bod. So uh, obviously it's not working. You're just torturing yourself for nothing on a daily basis. That's probably pretty good for me, I would think. Um, so, yeah. So you got the, the drink going. Yeah. And and I've got the drink going. So those that are watching us on on YouTube can see my disgusting looking cup. That's cinnamon in there. So. Um, is it cinnamon or the tahini or whatever it's called? Oh no, cinnamon. Interesting. No, Tahini—that's like a spice, isn't it? I don't know. It's that's just something that they put on, like they put that on sometimes on like a. Well, that's like corn like, mayonnaise, and they put tahini on there, right? I don't know. I, I don't know. I just buy the elote. I don't know Trader Joe spice that I put on it. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Anyway. So I I, I don't I, have a I don't have a Starbucks drink, but. Um, one of the things about about you is uh, you're just plethora of knowledge because you've been you you went to school for eight thousand years. Um, Correct. Most and, of my adult life. Okay, so you're just full of nuggets of nuggets of joy, so to speak. So you have yeah. one for today, right? You have a, a fun fact of the day. I do actually. This is probably my all time favorite fun fact. So I thought, why not start the show off with that? So uh, all-time favorite fun fact, true story. Uh, Charlie Chaplin, in his lifetime, entered and lost several Charlie Chaplin lookalike contests. Uh, he oh. always entered under an assumed name and portrayed himself as the tramp, which was, you know, the typical, when you think of Charlie Chaplin, that's the character you're thinking of Black, typically. Black head to yeah. toe. Hobo-like. Uh -huh. yeah. So he portrayed himself as that. And in some of the contests, he would place like in third, usually like in the top 10. But uh, in his most dreadful appearance, out of roughly 40 contestants, he placed either 20th or 27th, depending on the version of, you, of the story you read. 
So bottom half, bottom 50%, and he's himself. Like, I don't know if that means, I don't know. That'd be like me being like, hey, we're having a a Scott lookalike contest. I show up and they're like, yeah, you don't even like. I will say though, if you had a Scott lookalike contest and your three brothers showed up, I mean, they're all pretty good versions of you. Yeah. I feel like one of them could win that contest over you. They might. The oldest one made fun of me for years because I have a bald head, bald head, beard. Made fun of me because I was I was bald and now he's bald. So looks looks similar. Just like you. The one above you or the one above me looks like you. I guess the other one's holding out though, because three of you guys are bald and the other one, he's he's not letting that hair go no matter how thin it goes. No, he's keeping it. He's holding on to that. But, uh, you know, I, I, speaking of lookalike contests, I saw the other day on, uh, you know, me, I got a lot of conspiracy theory stuff going and, yeah, and I, yeah. and I saw that there was a Paul McCartney lookalike contest way back in the day uh-huh. and that Paul McCartney actually died and his lookalike that won is actually portraying Paul McCartney. Wow. To this day. So it's not really Paul McCartney. It's Paolo McCartney. Is that what it's, we're saying? Is whoever it is that, that played Paul McCartney won the contest. And, uh, interesting. You know, yeah, I kind of believe it a little bit. It's, it's compelling. Of you do. <laughs> I believe all of it. All right. So thanks for that fun fact of the day. Uh, so maybe we can put that up on the Twitter poll. Did you know that Charlie Chaplin lost multiple Charlie Chaplin lookalike contests? There you go. So head over to our socials, head over to Twitter, answer that question. Okay. So the name we came up with, you know, you had uh 70 names or something of a podcast right yep and we ended at pritches it stitches i mean i think you know i had some good names but i think pritches get stitches is just the perfect summary of everything in our life it doesn't matter what it is it's the perfect it's like the name with a bow it goes on everything for everything it's accurate yeah so i played fantasy football with my son and I came the name Pritches give stitches. And then I realized as we were kind of discussing this, I'm like, we don't give stitches. We get stitches. And and it's It's not just just literal stitches. You've got to sew yourself up, but it's anything we touch has to be fixed. So if I do a project, it's not, getting done by me it's getting done by somebody else because it's it's just the clumsiness the sheer clumsiness of yes of that you know our family in general um if it can go wrong it will i mean just a a prime example i i'm driving down the road and just minding my own business and the truck in front of me runs over a piece of tire tread that's in the middle of the road and and I, you know, I've got a good following distance and he shoots that thing back at my car, barrels through the front end and just does so much damage to my car. It was ridiculous. Well, I mean, that sounds like the time dad was uh, visiting when I lived up in Utah. Mom and dad were up there, his brand new car. And uh, he's driving down the highway and there's a truck in front of him of a work truck. I mean, he'd literally just gotten this car. There was their first trip out. They drove. And a paint can, bright yellow paint, falls off. I remember that. The truck splatters in the road and all over his brand new car. Like, all over the car. Like, 
he swerved to miss the paint can, but paint just all over. He had to go, I think he had to either go get a paint job or he had to get something done and they did some sort of treatment to get it off. But that's definitely par for the course in our family. Yeah. I mean, you can't do anything without something going wrong. I mean, from playing Santa Claus, falling down the stairs to, um, kicking a watermelon, kicking a, having to have a watermelon rind surgically removed from your toe because you kicked it. Um, and I mean, just the list goes on. You can't even walk through a door without barreling into it with your shoulder. Oh no, not at all. Like, like, I, like normal people like walk through the door, yeah. but I can't. Oh no, me neither. I will walk through. I will even have to like prep myself up a lot of times, like remind myself, like you're about to walk through a door. Like you're going through a door, you're going through a door and I still will hit my shoulder. I'll smack my face, my head. Like when I was here living with you, as weird as this sounds, I can't tell you how many times I cracked my head on the sink in the bathroom. Cause like I'm bending over to like do something and I stand up, but I don't quite clear the sink and I smack my head on the corner of the vanity. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's every day. It's nonstop. And so we're going to share some of those stories, you know, as, as our listeners, as you guys get to uh, listen into the podcast, we'll have different times. We'll share some stories. And some of them are bizarre where you think like, there's no way that's true, but I can't make it up. You know, I can't make these things up of, of my dad barbecuing his hand. Like he just can't make it up. And the thing is, it's never happens once. Like, Hey, I barbecued my hand. There were a, a comedy of errors that got him to that point. And those are the things that, that we talk about from that to, you know, just, just crazy. What we call getting pritch slapped. Let's just be honest. That's what we call it. Right. Right. 100%. So that's where we come up with our name Pritches get stitches. Cause it is the absolute truth. Um, so as we, as we have practiced over the last two weeks and talked about things that we were going to talk about, you and I were, you know, kind of just, just doing some, you know, back and forth and seeing how this, if this would even work, I realized pretty quick that if I let you run this show, we will be the show that leads not only to nowhere, but off the edge of a cliff. Oh, 100%. So uh, ADHD here, like big time. Uh, I will start talking and I'm like suddenly like, well, what were we talking? How did we get on to this topic? Because we were talking about, I don't even know what we were talking about. And I can go on and on and share facts and all sorts of stuff that has nothing to do with anything, but it will, in my mind, make me think of something. So I have zero focus. So because of that, we kind of decided that you're really going to have to be the person to steer the show along. Uh, yeah. And, and I'm fine with that. And, and so there may be times where I have to cut you off and, and put my arm right. around you and walk you back in and say, Hey, we're, we're actually over here. Um, story. I don't know where you're at. Um, but that's, we're not there. So let's come back. Um, and, and to the point, you know, let's talk about ADHD for a second. You know, something that maybe some of our listeners can, can, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Resonate. That, that resonate with them that they can, you know, appreciate is like, you can't have a conversation without doing something else. No, I'm struggling right now. As a matter of fact, um, I can't do anything without doing something else because I cannot focus on anything. So I usually have this really dumb, mindless game it's called water sort. It's literally like, it looks like, like eight or 10 vials with different color blocks in it. And you have to move them to get, it's like a Rubik's cube, but 
with vials. So seven of the vials will have different colored blocks in them. And I have to get all the colors lined up in a vial. Uh, and so I think a lot of times people think like, oh, she's on her phone and she's sitting here and not paying attention. And it's not. The only reason I can pay attention is because I'm sitting on the phone, like distracting my mind with something mindless so I can listen to what's going on. So right now in my head, I've got a thousand different thoughts going on of like, I don't know, everything. I'm thinking about everything and nothing at the same time because I'm trying to stay engaged and look engaged. But at some point down the road, I may have to pull my phone out and do my little water sort game just to stay focused. Yeah. So I was a little worried. I, I even told you, Hey, let's, let's put a timer on just so we can kind of keep track of how long we've been talking. And you're like, I will count the seconds on that. Timer. Right. Like don't put the, don't put the timer by me because then in my mind, yeah, I'll be looking at the seconds and like, huh? What? What? Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so here we are, you know, I'm, I'm extremely younger than you. Right. Let's be honest here, but you're three years older. Okay. Um, I'm not young. True. Not true. <laughs> I mean, every even your own friends think that I'm younger than you. So here's the deal. You were moving in. You moved your stuff down. Okay. I invited right. some friends to come help. Uh-huh. And because I was in charge of this whole deal in their mind, they thought I'm the responsible older brother. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what they thought, especially after like, Hey, what do you do? Like, what's your job? And I told them what my job was and it was super boring, responsible. They definitely thought you were older. I think one of them even mentioned the fact like, wow, you look real good for your age. I thought Scott was like three or four years older than you. So that's because I'm bald, but we tell yourself that we are three years apart. However, you're the three years older than me. I'm the youngest two and a half, two and a half. Okay. Okay, in, in a few year, in a few couple months, you'll be three 40, years older than me. Three year, forty three. Yeah, you'll be so forty three. I'm forty. Well, I'm um, forty two now, so still at the half mark. So we grew up same house, same yeah. parents, same uh, siblings, same siblings, same dogs, same, same everything. Now, uh, the one thing that I think all eight of us have in common, as I as I think about our family. All eight of us have one thing in common. And that one thing was we were at church 30 minutes before church started every week. Is that that accurate? And we sat on the second row. Yep. Accurate. Every Sunday without fail, iron shirts, ties, dark socks, you know, dresses. You know, the one thing you mentioned, the the one thing I always wanted to to wear to church was my, was my new kicks, you know? So if I had some new sneakers, Hey, can I wear those? Like, absolutely not. You can't. You know, and I'll see pictures nowadays of people, celebrities or random people, and they're there in their suit with their sneakers. And it makes me cringe, even though I don't necessarily think it looks bad. I just think like, you don't wear sneakers with a suit. Like, I can't imagine mom ever being like, Scott, that's cool. Like, you can wear those sneakers today. Like, that would never happen. Uh, And so when I see it now, even if I don't think it necessarily looks bad, I just can't get behind it. I can't do it. Yeah. So white shirt every week, white shirt and tie. Um, And that was the one thing. And, you know, really for me, kind of built a foundation for me for where I'm at today. And and since we've, you know, since that time of, of being in the house together, our paths really couldn't have gone further apart. True statement. True statement. Um, So you're, you're 42. um, You know, in real life, I'm 42. Let's get this straight. Um, 
in my head, you know, in your head, how old are you? Oh, I'm like 25. Right. So I'm like 28 in my head. It was like a great time in my life. You know, I had a great roommate, was going out a lot, making great money, had my first challenger. And it's weird because in my head, I'm 28. I know I'm 42, but when I'm out maybe in like social settings, I don't typically gravitate towards other people my age because in my mind that always overrides the fact that I'm 42. So a lot of times I'll see myself sitting here talking to like younger kids or whatever, where I'm like telling stories that I'm, I have to remind myself like they're 28. Yeah. They're looking at you like, like yeah, they're like this old lady, old bag over here talking. Right. And it's the same thing that now I understand because when I was their age and you'd have people my age, I mean, in my head, it was like, who's this old lady? Well, I mean, think about it though. When we, when we were in the, you know, growing up, let's just, let's just, we're watching TV shows. It's, you know, in the late eighties, early nineties, these people were in their forties. They were 42 and they looked like freaking 55 or 60. I know. I don't know what it is. Like, I, I just have seen these things. They're like during the taping during, in this picture, this person is like, whoever is 40, 40 years old. No. Do I look that old? So I think, you know, we built it up in our mind that, you know, when you're 40, you're like super old. Yeah. You look old. And, and, you know, I just can't, I have the hardest time reconciling that. And, you know, it's funny because I thought about that one day and I sent a text to a few of my girlfriends and one of my male friends and my male friends response back that he is, he feels the age in his head. He's the age he is. And then I was like, Interesting. So I wait, all my girlfriends respond. They're all significantly younger like me in their heads. And I just thought that was weird. I'm wondering if it's like practicality. Like I was a little, I was a little surprised. You said 25. I thought you might say like, well, if you think about it, if you think about it though, maybe it has to do with something like significant that happened in our life. So at 25 on my 25th birthday was the day I started my own business. Um, and ah. things, and things changed at that point. And so I feel like maybe I'm, I'm there because I don't feel like my, my business has like, you know, like I haven't sold it for millions you know, right. we do pretty well with it, but I like at that moment, life changed. I had, I think one kid at the time, the other one was, when was that? 2000? Okay. So I had one kid at the time and we had bought a house prior and we had the cars and we had all yes. this. And then we I quit my job and started a business and life it kind of, it was like a different life for me, but my life has not been different since then. You know what I mean? Like there's been nothing yeah, else that's like, I mean, obviously we've added kids and, and that kind of thing, but there has been no significant change or a flip. I could see that because at 28, that was the first time I got my job as an official uh, project program manager, which is what I do. Uh, so I could see that being the reason why, like that's the year that, you know, I finally made it. I, I'd been in these crappy jobs where I always had multiple jobs. They didn't pay well. And then, you know, I interviewed for this job. It was a long shot. And in the end, I got it over, I mean, way more experienced people. I was so shocked. I mean, I will say that when I they hired me into that position, the woman who thought she was going to get it actually quit the company because she was because so she upset. Didn't. Because she didn't get it. And I got it over her. And I was here. I was, I'd only been in this, like, cause you know, military contracting is where I got my start. And I'd only been in that business for like three years, but I moved up very quickly from the bottom to that position. And she had been doing this for like 20 years. It was going to be the first PM job she got. She knew she got it. 
then I came in and, and then took you it. killed it. And then I killed it. She killed her it. dreams. I know, but maybe that's why I think 28, because that was like a good year for me. Like yeah, I felt like I made it, I guess. Yeah. I think that maybe, and maybe that's yeah. what it is. Like something, you know, I've just been thinking, I just thought about that, you know, is maybe because something significant happened and, and we're still there. And obviously I see my kids growing and, and I definitely feel the pain right before, you know, this right before my 40th birthday. Yes. I'm stuck on my couch. I can't move like literally. And, uh, and luckily my neighbor's a chiropractor. So he knew it was a little bit about why I can't move. And I, my like wife calls him up and says, Hey, my husband, I'm not home, but my husband can't move. And for about a month, I couldn't move. I was stuck. So I definitely feel like my body feels 40. Right. Oh, yeah. And, but in my mind, I can I can go out and, and run five uh, miles and never get tired. Yeah. 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 In my mind, I'm doing all the stuff I was doing back then, you know, two a days. I mean, at that point, my roommate and I were doing two days. I was in the best shape of my life. And uh, I think I'm still, you know, there's a lot of times I'll sit down to go, you know, I have a rowing machine at home and I'll sit down to row. And I have to remind myself, like, you are not at that point anymore. Like you cannot. So, so I went, I went and ran sprints with my son. Cause he's, you know, he's 16. He's working on getting better, getting faster at, at place football. And, and I went and he's like, dad, come with me. You know, I'm like, yeah, you got this. And so I go run sprints. I mean, I, he smokes me like we're running forties and he just, I mean, he beats me by 10 yards easy. Yeah. And at the end, like, I'm like, dude, I don't feel right. Like, I feel like maybe my, but I just felt like it was my body. Like, Hey, dummy, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, it's one thing to go jog for three miles or, you know, sometimes I'm up to five or six miles when I'm, when I'm really doing it, but that's like extended time. Like your body has it. This one, it, my body was like, you're an idiot. Get out of here. Like, what are you yep. doing? So yep. been there, done that. It just gets worse too, by the way, like the older you mm -hmm. get, you know, I was talking to my buddy Looking the other day and it. he's like, yeah, he's like, I feel like our life re revolves around like doctor appointments. And I'm like, I know, like, I feel like every time we're talking, it's like, I have a doctor appointment. I have a therapy appointment. Oh, I'm going to this doctor. Or I have to go to this specialist. He's like, when did this happen? And I'm like, I don't know, because in my twenties, like I didn't go to the doctor unless it was like your annual checkup or, you know, I didn't ever go to the doctor for anything, but now it's like, I feel like I'm at the doctor constantly. Yeah. When did we get old, huh? Oh, I ask myself that question all the time. I mean, I go to bed every night and I have to turn on a heating pad and lay on a heating pad because of my back. So, yeah. All right, so, so that's something we have in common that uh, we are old. We're getting yeah. that way. I got some gray hairs. Definitely. Uh, you have gray hairs. I don't. Well, whatever. It's fine. So, uh, so right, right now, you, one thing that we are completely opposite on is you went to school for like 30 years of your life. Correct. After graduation from high school. Correct. So I graduated high school at 16. Um, then I, whatever, I got a full ride scholarship. Uh, did not get to take advantage of that. Uh, I was too young. My parents didn't think I was probably, I mean, rightly you so. Were too they they had yeah. they made a good decision. Right. So and, I and honestly, like I told you this the other day, and I never did tell you the story. We never got to it, but I wanted to graduate early too. But because you became a hellion and graduated early, 
the parents wouldn't let me graduate early because I would become a hellion. So oh, that you was, go, you, you screwed it up for everybody else. Ah, uh, good thing you were the only one under me then. So, you know, I graduated a year early and in my mind, I'm done with high school. I'm an adult. And granted, I was 16, but I was definitely uh, acting like I was an adult or pretending I was an adult, but actually looking like a moron, probably more or less. But uh, yeah, then after that, got my associates, went in for my, actually, I was like a class away from my associates and decided to go for my bachelor's instead. Transferred, went to A&M, um, changed my major a million times before I finally settled on uh, a creative writing major with an emphasis in poetry. Um, I was going great. to be, yeah, I was going to be the next great American poet. I had my book of poetry done. I'm one semester away from graduating. And I think like, what are you doing? You are a moron. You're going to get nothing with this degree. So you restart. Basically. So basically, yeah. yeah I, awesome. at that time I went to, figured I was going to do Homeland Security as my master's because I was working in a, uh, in the military contracting. So I figured out which school had the best master's program for Homeland Security that I could afford. And that was Penn State. So I ended up transferring up to Penn State, changing my degree to a bachelor's of science in organizational leadership, losing three years of credits, essentially. So having to start over as a sophomore, you know, knocked that out finally, um, and then started and in the interim changed to a different master's. Started so, so all in all, you've gone to school for a really long time, really long time. And you told, me, my, you told me the other day that I want to go back. You want to go back. Right. Right. Because why? Because I like to learn. <laughs> Nerd. Oh, my gosh. So so the good thing about that is you love to learn. So when I don't know something, I'm like, I don't necessarily come to you and be like, hey, Holly, I don't know anything about this. I will put it into your brain. It's like Inception. You ever see that movie Inception where they, they go into the dream? Okay, so they basically go into a dream. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that with ADHD. So anyways, I plant this idea in your head. And then you come back with three, you know, three or four hours of research and you're like, so let me tell you all about this. I'm like, all right, great. That's what right. I needed. Um, right. So you do all the hard work and I just take advantage because not that, not that going to, I'm not a huge, like the only way, like you're very successful in your life. And I, and I admire you for that. And I look up to you for that. But to me, it's not the only way. Right. Cause you know, you're find success. very successful, right. You're very successful in your life in your own right, even without, and, you know, education. Yeah. And so I definitely did a different route, I, you know, and I was did very well in, in high school as also and could have graduated early. In fact, I did just a couple months early, but um, I went to school and was like, this is not my deal. This is not for me. Uh, my wife's like, hey, so what are you going to school for? And I'm like, like just doing community college stuff. I'm like, I, I just want to own a business. Like, so I guess I'm going to like get business stuff out of the way. Like, I have no idea. And she's like, well, why are we wasting our money if you don't even know what you want to do? And I'm like, oh, that's a good point. So, so we, uh, we, like I said, at 25, I stopped going to school and started a business and just busted it. And, yeah, and you know, when I think about like everybody else in the family, for the most part, like we come from a family of like entrepreneurs, like everybody's struggled and started their own business. And to me, I, I'm just not that like that 
I'm too practical to do that. I can't in my mind, like, why would I give up a salary to, to go work a whole lot? Because with me, it's one extreme or the other, right? So I'm either going to work a whole lot all the time, every day of the week and never stop, or I'm not going to work enough and then my business is going to fail. Right. I'm not going to have enough money. So to me, it's like, I'm not, I'm very motivated and ambitious if it's not like I have to depend on myself for that, like doing my own. And I have business ideas where I'm like, oh, I could totally do a side hustle. And I really think I could, but what I'm not willing to do at age 42 now is quit my job and be like, I'm just not willing to do that for the American dream. I honestly would just rather have a boss. I do my thing. I get paid my paycheck every two weeks. I know what's there. Yeah. I'm not stressed. That life right there, like zero desire for that. I, I came from that. You know, I was 24 and had a great job and making good money at the time. And I'm like, this, this sucks. Like, I want to make my own money. I don't, you know, so definitely opposites there. You're, you're the, you know, eternal, eternal school goer. Yeah. <laughs> eternal learner. And I, you know, and I'm learning as I go, you know, I know yeah, I no, run a I, business. I just decided to go for it. Yeah. See, and I have to have a plan. I have to know like, what's going to happen. How does this get done? And you're just like, Hey, I quit my job to start a company. And I'm like, well, how are you going to live? And you're like, I don't know. I got some credit cards and yeah, I'm that's just what like, I did. right. And I'm like, no, like, uh, that the thought of that just gives me anxiety. Like I could never, can't do that. It's too much uncertainty. Too much uncertainty. Yeah, and, and a lot of people can't. It's not for everybody. You know, I talked to, uh, you know, I talked to one of our brothers who's who owns a restaurant or who owns a couple of them, and and yeah. uh, we have the same discussions. He and I are very much alike, and and he, you know, he'll have to say he, you know, he's told me people come up to him and say, hey, how do you, how do you do this? Like you know, and he said it's just not for everybody. You know, some no, it's people definitely not. And you and I are are different in that. Um, you know, growing up, you know, having this idea of families and marriage and all these things that were, that we do just cause that's what we do, right? You do them because we do them. Um, right. at what point, you know, you've said it to me, at what point did you know, like the picket fence, suburbia, married with kids and the dog was not for you? You know, I really can't remember ever in my life wanting children. You know, I can remember being a kid and mom, I don't know, maybe it was mom or somebody asked like what I wanted to, you know, where I wanted to live or how many kids I wanted to have. And I can remember responding that all I wanted to do was live in a high rise in the middle of a downtown city with a man and a dog. And like now I could, you know, I don't, I don't want to live with anything. Uh, I, I prefer to live alone. I don't want to plant. I, I have a hard time taking care of anything. If, if something is depending on me to live, that is a bad thing. Like I once got a plant as a present and the only reason it ever got watered was because at the time my nephews would come over and water it for me on a weekly basis and trim it up. Like, otherwise it never got water. Um, so I just, you know, it's not to say that I haven't lived the picket, you know, the picket fence life. Uh, but it's just really not for me. And I don't think it's ever been for me. I never wanted children ever. And you don't, you and don't have I, any of like natural children. Uh, I don't have any natural children. I do have uh, three stepchildren who I, you know, from my last marriage, uh, who I get to talk to uh, and stay in contact with and see them when I, you know, go back up to Utah. But otherwise, 
No desire for that. No desire. I don't want to pick up messes. I like to go to bed and wake up and my house is in the same condition it was when I went to bed. Right. And so um, just just for the tree lovers and the and the plant lovers out there, the plant behind Holly is real, but it's not hers. So no, she, definitely not mine. It, it's definitely taken care of. Um, so yeah, so that's again totally, totally opposite. You know, for me, grew up in the same house, same parents. For you, like that's that's not your not your deal to have kids and do all that. But for me, you know, having a family and and really living in suburbia has been my my dream my whole life, right? And and for me, I've got four kids that that you love a lot. So we've got a lot of nephews and nieces, uh, none from you, but other than your your the step kids you have. Okay, so you you know you've got lots of nephews and nieces and. Uh, and I've got four of them that right. four you of know, them are mine. I love my nieces and nephews uh, because I can do things with them, take them places, spoil them, uh, let them do all the things that all their parents say no to, uh, be the cool aunt that way. And then I get to send them home. Like they don't, I don't have to worry about, you know, did they get fed? What did they eat? What are they wearing? Did they take a shower? Like nothing. They don't depend on me to be or do anything other than be the cool aunt who drives the fast car and teaches them to play gin rummy. Yeah. And they, and they love it. They love to have you around to, to do that. And, and for me, um, that, that brings up a point. You love to play games, like playing oh, love games, love games with the kids and dominating them and destroying them in games. Like you don't let them win. Um, no, never. And, and I'm opposite of that. Like board games. I'm like, I cannot, I don't know why, why, you know, we grew up playing board games. What's, what do you think has caused that to where it stuck with you? I know that you spend a lot of time with, with grandma playing, playing gin rummy and and those things. And I think I was a little bit too young for that. Um, You know, I didn't understand it, Right. but you know, but we played games. I mean, what, what do you think's caused that? I think what causes that in this instance is your dad and I'm mom. I am 100% competitive. Like you're going down. It doesn't matter what it is. Like if we're coming from the grocery store, we happen to be at the grocery store at the same time and you and I are coming back to the house. In my mind, 100%, it's a race. Matter of fact, I got my new car Saturday. I'm 100% sure that everybody else out on that street, whether it's like a minivan, you know, an old slow car, a, a guy on a bicycle, a grandma walking down the street in the walker, like they are all trying to race me. Whether or not they are the in my mind. trying to race you. Right. Everything for me is a competition and I love the spirit of competition and I'm going to crush anybody and come out number one. And if I lose, it's because I let them win, whether or not I did, that's what I tell them all. But for you, you're very much not like that. You're just kind of like, Hey, I'm here for the experience and to like hang out and have a good time where I'm like, no, this is serious. Don't get me wrong. I hate to lose. And I think that's like, I don't, I don't necessarily love to win as much as I hate to lose. Oh no, I love to. Now I hate and to lose. I'm a poor I know, loser. I know you hate to lose. You very, very poor loser. But I'm also a very poor winner because when yes. I win, yes, I will rub that in. It doesn't matter if it's my four-year-old nephew. You know, it doesn't matter who it is. I will sing. I am the champion. Yep. At the top of my lungs, like I mean, I'm time, a poor sport when it comes to winning and losing. And then you quit playing. So like, I remember as a kid, we would play video games 
and I'll play video games all day, like oh, with my kids. I do that. But you would play a game with me until you won, and then you'd quit. Be like, I oh, won. I, won. I retired. Yeah, no like, reason. I won. No reason. But I let's won be 1080. Like I was about to say, the only game I could ever beat you in was 1080, because you would kill me in every other game: James Bond, Beetle Battle, whatever else it was. Every once in a while, I'd slide in on that 1080 and beat you, and then I'm like, oh, oh. Going out on top, done. Kimachi. Yes, you would beat me on that and then you'd quit. So, um, yeah, I just don't know what it is. Like, you love to play the games. I'm I'm totally opposite of that. Like, I would much rather do something else um, than play games. But I do it from time to time uh, to be with my kids. But most of my time, though, like, my time is... Because you mentioned it, like, with business. You're either working really hard at business or you're... Or you're not. And so I'm kind of like right in the middle now. And right. That's where I'm at in my life. And and with business, I'm right in the middle. So it, it's allowed me an opportunity to do things that you would absolutely hate. Um, right. And some of those things include coaching my kids' oh, sports teams. That sounds so awful. Um, I love it. I, you know, uh, since like I can Jared, handle like I can handle my own nieces and nephews, but I'm having to coach other people's kids who are not related to me. Like absolutely not going to happen. Oh man, I love it. So even even uh, starting off with my 16 year old, and when he was young, he was seven or eight, and uh, we started flag football with him, and actually started at four years old. Uh, was the when he was four was the first time I got the call of we need a coach, and it was his soccer. And I, you love soccer. I hate soccer. And See, I love soccer. And and he. You know, we sign him up because that's what you do. Like his first kid, we're figuring sign him up for soccer, right? And they're like, we need a coach. And that's where it began for me. And we moved on to flag football. And and as an assistant coach, uh, we did win a championship. And so right now I'm I'm working on the, the head coach championship. And that's with my youngest son. So we are, we've won some volleyball championships. My 12-year-old plays volleyball. And we won a couple championships there. Uh, and so I, I've coached my, I've coached all of my kids. I coached my 14 year old a couple of years ago when she played volleyball. Now my 12 year old and we're pretty competitive. And again, every time it was like, you don't have a coach, your kid can't play. So what do you do in that situation? Tell your kid, sorry, next year. No, it's always next year. No, you can't do that. So I mean, you could, uh, I mean, I could, but I have the time and, and my kids love it. And so right now I've got, you know, the suburbia life, Holly, oh, nine o'clock on Fridays, I've got football games to go coach. It's I know, totally what you want to be doing, right? Right. Because nine o'clock on Fridays, I'm usually four beers in when I get a text message because you've forgotten to tell me that one of your kids, you know, has a game. So it's 840. I'm four beers in. I get a text that says, hey, you know, my 12 year old has a volleyball game tonight. Or you don't say tonight. You say my 12 year old has a volleyball game at nine o'clock. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, it's 840. They must mean tomorrow morning because nobody plays like kids sports on a Friday night at nine o'clock. So then the next morning, even though like at that moment I can't drive or, you know, I'm Uber Ubered somewhere. I'm sitting at a bar and four drinks in, I've got two more coming. I remember, okay, put the game in the phone. So I get my alarm set for tomorrow and you know, it's eight 30 in the morning on Saturday. Now I'm probably a little hungover. I'm parched. Yet I'm up because I'm going to go into this game and I shoot a text and I'm like, hey, I'm on my way to the game. I'm going to be a little bit late. And you're like, what are you talking about? What game? And I'm like, you told me last night there was a game at nine o'clock. You were like, 
That was last night. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't even come to my head that there's that's suburbia does this nine o'clock on a Friday night. And that's the life. And luckily for me, uh, nine o'clock on a Friday is nine o'clock on a Friday because I've never been drunk. I've never been hungover. Oh I've but you, I told but you, you earlier, had alcohol. I told you earlier I never had coffee, never even dipped my tongue in. Um, oh my gosh. And I've never, never had alcohol either. So never Anything. drank. Never Nothing. Not even like a seltzer. Nothing. Uh, like a hard no, seltzer. Nothing. Hmm. Never. I got my own vices of things, but that's definitely not one of them. Interesting. Ne- never even been tempted. Never even <clears throat> had the desire. Just the hardest <sighs> I'll drink is, uh, you know, is a Dr. Pepper. Uh, maybe an energy drink. I'll have those every once in a while, but. So for Friday nights for me, it's, it's just a, just another day, another time. Whereas I know, again, totally opposite. You're into the, the nightlight. So, so you live kind of close right now. You're, we kind of touched on a little bit, but you're, um, single, uh, divorced. Okay. There's a difference. Uh, I mean, I think so. I think if you're, you know, you say single, it means you've never been divorced or you've never been married. Maybe this is just my own interpretation, but you know, uh, I think that's what that implies. And so I say divorced, uh, you know, been married a couple times. Okay. So three times though, but you well, say the I mean, first, first one doesn't one, count. Yeah. The first one doesn't really count. And I, I take that on the basis of what my therapist tells me. She said like, you know, that doesn't really count. It was, you lived with them for four years or for four months, you know, you left them after four months and it was, I consider that just like a little starter marriage. Um, and I probably should have realized then and not tried the other two times because like, you know, Married yeah. life, you know, it's just not my jam. Just not my jam. Okay. So, and he was realistically, he was the, the last white guy you dated. Uh, correct. A hundred percent. He ruined I, it. He ruined it. Um, you know, it wasn't a good situation. Um, and I left that and never, I just can't. Left, left the white men there. That's it. Left them in the dust, man. I just can't. I try. <laughs> I, I've tried just not, you know, nothing against white guys out there. I mean, I got four brothers who are white guys. My dad's a white guy, lots of nieces, nephews, nothing against them personally, just not my, uh, not my thing. Your thing. Yeah. So, so you're a Ms. Not a Ms. Correct. MS. MS. Okay. You dating right now? Any, anything happening now? Cause I, here's the thing. Like I've been married 18 years. Like you're, you're divorced a few times, but looking back, you're like, probably shouldn't have done that. Um, we've talked about that. We talked about you being never having the, suburbia life like I have. Um, right. but I've been married 18 years and I don't know anything different other than that, you know, because I, you know, I did get married pretty young. I was 22 and, and, uh, and since that, like, I've never done a dating app. I've never, like, that stuff didn't exist. Like we had to actually talk to somebody and right. say, Hey, you want to go on a date? Actually, my wife asked me out on our first date, not because she like, not because she liked me. It was just, just happened to be just how it happened. It, you know, we had already been talking prior and, and, uh, she's like, Hey, let's go to lunch. And so, um, I don't know anything different other than being married. So, I mean, what are you like, how does that work? You know, I, I know for me, I don't necessarily not like, like I enjoy being in relationships, but I also enjoy being single. Like, I think there's benefits to both. Um, I do find as a single woman, you know, uh, I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm missing out because I'm not in a relationship. I mean, that's not to say like, sometimes I don't get lonely or whatever, or sometimes I think like, it'd be nice. Like in the end, like 
I don't know that I'm necessarily out to find a relationship. Like I'm just looking for some companionship, you know, somebody to go out with, hang out with a few nights a week, you know, somebody to come over, stay the night or I stay the night, but I don't want them in my space. Like I don't want to share my house. I don't want to, to share my name. I don't want to share my bank account. Like I don't need a man. Like if I am with a man, it's because I want to be with a man. Um, and so, yeah, I, you know, I go back and forth uh, defining what I'm doing. Like, am I dating? Am I not dating? Um, and a lot of times that comes down to boredom. There's some times where it's like I'm sitting at the house and I, it's the third night of the house. Your kids, for whatever reason, haven't had sports or something. To, and so it's night three. I'm at the house. I'm bored. And you've, and you've probably oh, asked yes. me to go out and get a drink. Probably. And you're like, I don't do that. You know, like, that sounds terrible. Like, why don't you come over and we'll order pizza? And I'm like, kill me now. So then I'll download a dating app. And go through, you know, like, okay, like some dudes go out. What's it, what's your preferred? What's your preferred dating app? There's a bunch out there. There's uh, ones there that, are a bunch. There's ones out there. Like there's just from what I've been told. I've never, I've never even had one, but right. like there's ones to just hook up. Correct. And then there's ones where you're like, you know, Hey, maybe, maybe the, the woman's in charge of the first. Right. Okay. And then there's ones for religious people. Right. And then there's ones for farmers. Farmers, correct. Uh, so there's ones for you know um, the LGBTQ community. Right. So I just I, there's a lot. So let me put it out there by saying first that I don't prefer any dating app. Like I hate being on dating apps. Um, I think that it really cheapens the experience of dating. Right. Um, but unfortunately, that's the way the world has gone. So you know, having to have to adapt. And the other problem is, is like. A lot of people will meet people like, um, I don't know, maybe through social media or things like that. Like, I don't even have social media. Like, aside from when I download, like, the dating app, if you can consider that social media. So I prefer the one, like, I've been on several different ones over the years. And in the end, the one that I prefer is Bumble. Um, and that's only because that's the one where the woman has to initiate the conversation. Um, and that's based upon the years where I was on every other dating app. And the first message you get from somebody you match with is like a dick pic or yeah. like, hey, do you want to hook up? Like, or, or, you know, they're telling me their size, you know, their dick size, like whatever. Yeah. And first of all, I'm like, that's a damn lie right now because no man is 13 inches. So get out. But like, this is where it comes to. I'm going to have to initiate because yeah. then I would think like, I think you can because I know I know you and that's that's important to you. Like that's important. You know, that's an important thing is that chemistry, but that's not the most important thing when it right. comes it's to not, like meeting somebody. Right. Like, and I want to have like, I want it to be like, this is why I'm meeting somebody. Right. Um, but it's, but it's that again. I just say like, if I'm putting myself out there, like I to be able to have a conversation with somebody. And so here's, here's my question then, because Having like dudes are in their forties. Um, sometimes they've they're educated, that kind of thing. Right. But you're like we talked about, highly educated. Um, you have a great job where um, right. never actually told me how much you make, but it's pretty pretty good from what I can put together. Yeah. Um, you've been independent. You do your own thing. Um, does that? Do you feel like you know when you match with somebody, you start talking to them? You, you know, things maybe start 
maybe you have a second date and they start finding these things out about you. Is that kind of an intimidation? Do you think? Uh, you know, I think it is. Uh, and it's kind of sad because it's almost like I'm not a damsel in distress. And I don't know if that's what these guys are looking for. I, I don't really know, but I think the fact that I don't need them, like I don't need them. Right. Kind of bothers them. I think they, and you know, and I try to say like, yeah, I want, and I need you, but yeah, like, what do I need you for? Like, I need you because I need you to use a power tool or I need you to change a light bulb. Which like, you do because you would hurt yourself right. changing the light bulb. I would put my hand off. Correct. I would fall off the ladder changing the light bulb. Like there's all sorts of things that could happen. Right. So that's what I need, but I don't need, you know, and everybody needs somebody, you know, I, I I'm not going to say like, I don't need somebody, but I don't need them in the traditional way that other women need them. And a lot of men, I think, especially, you know, the older they get, they want to feel like that white knight, they're going to come in and rescue somebody. Well, I don't need to be rescued. Like I rescued myself a long time ago. So, you know, even with my ex-husband who was highly educated as well, you know, he used to say he always thought he was the smartest person he knew until he met me. And he was very smart. And I think that's part of the reason, you know, things worked out for the time being when they did was because I could have an intelligent conversation with him. And that is the biggest thing for me. So if I'm talking to you on the app and we're talking and, hey, we're getting along, that doesn't mean it's going to translate on the date. And so in the end with like my ex-husband and my ex-husband before him, they would say like, you're just out of my league. And so to me, that's such a silly statement because if I'm with you and I want to be with you, then I don't think I'm out of your league. I think we're level playing field. Maybe I'm smarter than you a little bit, or maybe I make more money or whatever the situation. But to me, that stuff doesn't matter. Like as long as you can get along, I mean, they have to be within, they have to be somewhat intelligent. You know, I, I, I have to be able to have a conversation with somebody, Right. but and, I mean, I would, that's probably a little hard to find a little difficult to have to find dudes forties that are, you know, that are single, that aren't just looking for a hookup. Right. And here's the thing, like the thing that, and I think this is just a society thing in general. Like if you're a woman and you're 40 or older and you're single, it's sad. It's like damaged goods almost, but guys who are 40 or above and single, they're a commodity. So they are out there, you know, uh, women want them. They, they're showing off whatever it is. And the thing that gets me, you know, the, the, I have such a hard time dating at this point because it's like, mean what you like, say what you mean and mean what you say. Like, I'm never going to tell something what somebody, what they want to hear because they want. Right. And unfortunately that's been how it's uh, gone for me. A lot of the times on dates is, you know, I'll tell them what I'm looking for and Hey, that's what I'm looking for. We'll go out a few times and then they've ghosted me. And I'm like, yeah, I have no idea how that, how that life even is. I mean, I, I just, it's just not something that's ever been in the the realm of, of possibilities for me. Not that it, and I don't even desire that. And I know you don't desire to be on dating apps, but you do like the dating life. You do like the nightlife, the nightlife for you looks very different than for me. Uh, you live close to a kind of a major shopping shopping area of, yep. where there's people like for you. Tons. It's great. I love it. I like, love that. Busy. It's like the downtown area. You know, it's just, there's always something going on. There's people out. It's alive. It's just electric. And I love being there. I love being in that environment. 
I, and then listen, there's a lot of people at volleyball games. Okay. Kids. There's a lot of people at football. It's parents <laughs> there, you know, it's, it is what it is. And so, yeah, it's totally different life, your nightlife of, of going out and hitting a bar, having some drinks and doing those things. I mean, for me, it's totally opposite. I live a very routine life. Like somebody could call you. I think if one of your, uh, one of these guys called you up tonight and just said, Hey, let's go get drinks. You'd be like, Hey, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. But for me, it's like, dude, I, I'm so like, I have to have a calendar. Everything is so planned out. Like, like realistically during the day is the best time for me because that's when I'm working. My kids are at school. I'm not doing anything, but just tonight it's like, you know, today is a Wednesday, right? And it's the busiest day of the week for me. And I'm, I'm doing, you know, football practice followed up immediately with my eight-year-old has, has a church activity followed up immediately with, you know, I work with the the youth at our church. And so I'm, I'm at that activity and, and Wednesdays are just like, just ridiculous. And, and, but that's my life. And, and, and honestly, like I wouldn't trade it. Like I love what I have and totally opposite of you and, and that's okay. And that's what I love about what we're doing here with this, uh, with this podcast in hopes that, that we can bring some of those differences in, but yet still have that mutual respect for each other. You know, that, right. Like I couldn't do what you're doing. I couldn't do what you're doing. You couldn't do what I'm doing. And, but it takes a little bit of all of us kind of like in, like you said earlier with business, not everybody can, can be in business. Not everybody has that, you know, desire, but you have to have somebody that does that because somebody has to create that, that space. And so, um, you know, I just wanted to talk about, wrap up with a couple of other, other things here. One of the things that, that is very different with us, you know, I said in the beginning, the one thing that we have in common is uh, all our siblings is we were at church 30 minutes early every Sunday. And right. Um, for me, you know, at what point, well, let me just ask you this question. At what point did you know religion was not for you? Oh man. I mean, I was young. I was, I was definitely, I mean, early teens. It just, just the concept of like, I don't know, like a man in the sky, like telling me I'm going to heaven or hell or watching over me. I just, couldn't get down with that, you know, like, and that, you know, bothered, you know, at 17, I was excommunicated. It didn't bother me, but I remember like mom and dad and like brothers and sisters, like losing their mind over this, like, how could you? And it was to me, I was like free, you know, like William Wallace up there. And (laughs) I just, you know, to me, it's like, a lot of people say like, well, how do you, what do you identify then as like, if you're not religious and I don't know that I'm necessarily atheist. some days I feel a little atheist, but I like to, to lean more. I like to say that I'm apathnostic. Apath- apathnostic. Let's, let's put that up on the Twitter poll. Have you <laughs> uh, have you ever heard the word apathnostic? Uh, my guess is no, because one of your sisters actually made that word up. Um, and it's a combination of apathetic and agnostic. So agnostic meaning, you know, you don't know. And apathetic meaning you don't care. So for me, I don't know if there's a God and I don't care if there's a God. Uh, I'm a good person because I should just be a good person. Like I don't do it based upon I'm going to heaven or hell. Like I'll help anybody. I'll do anything for anybody because that's just what you should do. Like that makes the world go round. So I would say like, if anything, I'm a big believer in karma. I believe that, you know, what I put out, I'm going to get back. And so I'm always trying to do the right thing, put out the good vibes, um, but yeah, apathnostic, that's the way I describe myself. Um, 
And I can't ever imagine, like, it's so funny because to me, like, having to go to church every Sunday, I can just remember always dreading that where like your, your kids love it. That was very much not me at that age. It was like, I don't want to go. It was a fight every Sunday. Like I didn't enjoy it. I didn't want to go to the youth activities during the week. Like just not my thing. So I'd say for me, I always knew that that like organized religion was never going to be a part of my life. Yeah. And and like you said, I mean, my kids love to go. And I think it's, it's all in, you know, I, I, I don't fault my parents at all for uh, doing what they did. That's, that's what they did. That's what they knew. Um, I've, I could go on for a long time about the culture of religion and, and different things that, you know, that we do because that's just what we do. Right. And, right. and I've tried to eliminate a lot of that out of my life and, and not make church like a culture thing, but make it a, a thing between you and, and the, for me, you and God, for others, you and whatever supreme being that that may be. Right. And I've, I've taught my kids that. And so for me, religion's always been a part of my life, but I'm not going to be a zealot and say, you know, like a religious zealot and be like you, like with my sword and my horse and, and I'm right. going to tell you, you need to come, come, you know, am I going to invite you if you, if I feel like it's right? Absolutely. But if you don't come, like, I, right. there's no condemnation for me. I don't really care. And but around that same time you were excommunicated and you may not know this was around the same time where I had to decide for myself. Cause here I was like an older sibling that, I, that I kind of, you know, looked up to as somebody that was just kind of, just kind of <laughs> very, very independent. And, and I looked up to as somebody and, and here you were, you know, I remember that you being excommunicated from the church and, and I had to like find myself at that point and everybody has their own journey. And, and I, and even though I struggled with things in my life and, <clears throat> Um, you know, different things that were quote unquote sins, right? Um, I decided at that point that this was going to be a part of my life and, and I've continued on with that. And so here we are, you and I again, same house and, and totally separate when it comes to just totally polar opposites, realistically, um, right. when it comes to religion and, and religious belief. And, and I do like that, you know, the apathnostic, um, did yes. I say that right? Apathnostic, you did. You know, like, like, I don't know if there's a God, but I don't really care because I do see so many times where people are, they go from one extreme to the other, where they're, right. where all of a sudden they're persecuting somebody because they have a religious belief. Right. And it's right. like, if you don't want to be a part of it, just don't be a part of it. Like, what is it? Like, why do right. you care so much? And so that is one thing that I like about having you around is like, you're like, I don't care if you go to church. I mean, in fact, Sundays are, are a day we get together and, and have dinner and, and do those things. And it's never like, oh my gosh, why are you like, going to church. Like we need to be, no, it's like, Hey, I know for you, you're like, I know when you get out of church and I'm going to be there an hour early and at your house right. and, you know, prepping the dinner and, and there we go. So, uh, definitely. Right. And, and we definitely have some differing views when it comes to, to religion and things that, you know, faith-based things and, and that's okay. And, and some of those things may come out, you know, as we kind of go through this show and, and, uh, as we, as you know, things we talk about, um, but I just want to put this question out there real quick. Uh, one of the things you, that, you know, we, we wrote in our, in our introduction to our, to our show is that, that I've got a dad bod and, yeah. you know, I was at the gym this morning and I thought about this and like, what is a dad bod? And why the heck can't I like not have one? And I, and realistically, I think what it is, is, is every dad says, you know, I, I'm going to go work out. And, and what they do is they, they bench press and they do dumbbell curls. And right. so they build these muscles 
under this layer of fat that they never get rid of. They're not doing the cardio. They're not doing all the hard work. They're just lifting. So it's like, it's funny because like I row, uh, and before my injury to my back, I have, I I don't row out on the water yet. I am going to try, but I have a rower at home and there were days I would row 20,000 meters, which is, I don't know, 13 miles uh, a day. And I was, you know, I have in rowing, it's, it's a a full body workout, but it helps you build really good stamina. So like I could go run, I could do things where, you know, a lot of the guys who I hang out with or talk to really big into like, they have really nice physiques, but they have no stamina. So I'm like, well, get on the rower and row. Let's see how you do. And let's be honest. You are somebody who needs a guy with stamina. Correct. Correct. I do 100%. But they're like, I'm like, get on the rower. They're like, well, how long you can you row without stopping? You know? And I'm like, oh man, I used to go like an hour, an hour and a half. And they're like, just rowing. I'm like, yeah, like I don't stop. You just just, to me, that's tough. You love to row. I'm like, that's the most boring thing I could do with my life. It's methodical. Like you don't have to think about anything. You don't have to worry about your form. I mean, you do have to worry about your form, but you don't have to. Like you're not going to hurt yourself. Like you're not, you have wrong form, which is probably why I hurt my back. Right. Incorrect form on squats and you're hurting yourself. And you can do, you can have incorrect form when you're rowing. Don't get me wrong, but I'll be honest. When I started rowing, it was when I was in the shit with my ex-husband and we were going through it, you know, and we had separated and it was just rough and I was really depressed. It was COVID. And I was like, I've got to get myself out of this. And so what I decided to do was I was going to row until I didn't feel angry that day. And so there was times I, Hey, today was a good day. I only had to row 15 minutes and I felt good. There was days I was out there for two and a half, three hours because I was so angry. And I thought, I'm not going to let this ruin my day. So I will row until I'm not angry anymore. And that's really how I hit a million meters road in three months because I was angry a lot. But it also, I, you know, the health benefits behind it, it helped my anxiety. It helped my depression. I lost 30 pounds, like some of the best shape of my life. Uh, and I enjoy it. I've always enjoyed working out, but rowing to me, I don't know. It's just next level. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, and I you said something, you know, you, you talked about you row when you were going through crap. Um, right. That's, that's my edited version. That's how I speak. Um, you were going through crap and, uh, but you said something the other day and, you know, I'm going to circle back to that, but as we go through the show, we're going to have, we're going to have topics that we talk about. Obviously today's getting to know you, right? Like that's the title of our, of our show, getting to know you. Obviously we want you guys to know our listeners to know who we are before we start talking. And one of the things that, that one of the topics that we're going to talk about is, is mental illness and and not that going through crap is mental illness, right? That doesn't mean right. that you have mental illness, but like just going through crap with mental illness Correct. as well. Yep. And one of the things that you said to me is you were, you know, you asked me one day, you said, hey, you know, like, what's your favorite band right now? Because we all know my favorite band. Well, the listeners don't know, but they will know. My favorite band of all time is is Weezer, um, followed closely by Blink-182. That's, Blink just, that's just how I grew up. Um, the two concerts I've been to are Weezer and Blink-182. That's it. Again, you and I are separate there. We'll right. talk about that later. Um, but you said, hey, what's your favorite band right now? And I said, hey, it's this band called AJR. And I listen to those guys and I love it. And you said, you know, I, I had they have a song out that really helped me kind of through this crap that I was going through. Yep. And it's the, the words were, you know, I'm not happy yet, but I'm way less sad. Yeah. And I, and I think as we move through life, um, 
we we sometimes we gauge on what other people are doing and we look at their Facebook posts and and what realistically what we need to worry about is you know yeah I may not be happy yet I may not be there you know what I was I'm better off than I was yesterday you know right. I'm, I'm way less sad than I was yesterday and sometimes yeah, that's how we have to to gauge life and and so as we as we you know go through this journey and and honestly Holly I don't know how long this journey is going to last I don't know it better <laughs> last enough to take care of some of this equipment that we that we've purchased and uh the time spent to, to get this thing going uh, we spent the last few nights still almost midnight working on things and and uh but we definitely want to to bring you know as we close out the show today we definitely want to bring some value to to those that listen you know our listeners um whether that's I can relate to something that you said. Maybe it's just some some relief, some comic relief. Uh, we are a brother sister duo. Maybe maybe there's somebody that's struggling with the relationship with their with yes. their sibling. They think, you know what? I'd like to have what they have because I think of all the siblings, um, we're pretty close. Yeah, I think compared sure. to any two other siblings, we're probably two of the closest. But we want to talk about important things. In fact, our next show we want to talk about because uh, we're both older and yeah. you're new to the area. Yeah. Um, and you're introverted and I'm an introvert by nature. So as we, as we age, why is it so hard to make friends? Oh, worst. And so that's what we want to talk about next time. There's, there's a bunch of other topics that we want to discuss and things that we, we want to talk about and and probably bring in some experts. Um, one of those, one of those things is, uh, you know, raising your own kids versus raising stepkids. And I've, I know a lot of people who are going through that right now. And, and when is it, when is it okay to do things with your stepkids as opposed to natural kids? Um, and, and just different, different things. I mean, we may, we may discuss Beach Boys songs. Um, how often do you empty your inbox for your email? Obviously those are not going to be a, a, a topic all day, but just different things that, that, that are important to us. that we like to, we like to talk about, um, those were my suggestions. So they're probably not as good or intelligent as your suggestions. Um, and so what we'll do is we will, we will uh, let you do the research and I'll stick to the easy stuff. How does that sound? Oh, good. I'll bring the science and the research behind whatever we decide to talk about. I'll bring the, I'll, and I'll bring the hokey pokey stuff. There you go. Fair point. Cause you've got a lot of hokey pokey stuff going on. Yeah. We, we look forward to uh, spending spending a lot of time here and, and, and I look forward to learning because I know as you bring stuff in, I'll definitely learn from that. And, 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 uh, hopefully we can bring value to your day, whether that's whatever day you get a chance to, to listen to this. Um, but just let's close it out, Holly, um, real quick. We're going to do some rapid fire questions to close this out. Um, what is the best thing about being single? Best thing about being single. I can do what I want when I want, and I don't have to worry about Anybody else? If I want to go somewhere, I can. Worst thing about being single? Having to change a light bulb. Probably the worst thing about being single. Having to do it on my own. All those little things or hanging art. Like things that you normally need two people for. Hard to do it on your own. Uh, Best alcoholic drink? That's a hard one, but I'm going to have to say Epic Big Bad Baptista beer. Best non-alcoholic drink? Dr. Pepper, 100%. From a fountain. From a fountain, though. Only. (laughs) All day. Well, Holly, it's good to be with you here. and look forward to our next one. We'll see you guys on the next show. Sure. All right. Take care.